Welcome back to Greg and the Morning Buzz. You can hear the fans. Let's go Bruins, all right? Uh, we're joined on the phone, former Boston Bruins goaltender, uh, current Nesson Bruins analyst, uh, Andrew Razor. Great prop. I get pumped every time I hear that song, brother. And I know you do, too. I, I, I do. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Wednesday morning. All Great. Right, let's go. So, uh, a lot to uh, talk about. I'm going to start with the question first, Andrew, that's on everybody's mind. Uh, what's your expectation for tonight as to who's going to be between the pipes? Uh, if Tuca's healthy, he's in. And, and so as long as he gets out of bed this morning and feels, feels good, feels like he can play and, and he's ready to go, He'll be out there now. That's that's a seems to be a, a bigger if than what it was prior to Game Five after what we saw in Game Five. So, uh, got to assume he's ready to go, and, and it'll be an interesting morning skate. There's no question about that. When you were watching the other night, third period starts, and all of a sudden they show Swayman in net. Did you go what? I did. I, I said, "Oh boy, yeah. here we go. Right. Uh, this is uh, something's up." Because, again, the Bruins were still in the game, I thought. They'd, they'd come back from a two-goal deficit already mm-hmm. in the series. And uh, you're wondering, what's the story? And, and this will be an interesting postgame, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kelly. And uh, you said, I think I read that in Boston.com or Boston Globe, that you, you, could, you could physically see the difference in Tuca and uh, the way he mo- was moving in Game 5, that he just wasn't 100%. Yeah, I certainly noticed it, him playing the puck initially. Anyways, I I thought he was I thought he was digging in in the first period on the saves. I thought he was there and, and looked fairly normal. But it did the puck handling was off a little bit. And he he's been very very good at that. Mm. He's worked real hard and, and gotten much better and, and really is a big asset back there. And I thought he made a couple of squirrely plays. Just that this didn't look the same. And then of course in hindsight, it's easier too when. When he comes out, then you overanalyze it afterwards, and oh yeah, there, there, he didn't look great, and uh, so, so yeah, it didn't, it didn't look the same, didn't look the same sharpness as what we saw in Game Three, let's say, on Long Island. Bruce Cassidy gets whacked with a twenty-five thousand dollar fine for <laughs> criticizing the refs. I, I, to me, that's just insane to me. But let me ask this: Was it the refs? Or were we making stupid penalties? Or both? The other night, I agree. I agree. But which one to a, which one is a, of greater degree in uh, that, that resulted in the loss the other night? I think I, the the big problem is consistency. And you look at the first period; they're playing hard. Guys are hitting each other. There's a couple elbows. There's a couple high sticks. Refs mm-hmm. are letting it go. You're saying, "All right, this is going to be fun tonight." They're going to really put the whistle away. Right. Only caught takeaway scoring chances, and then they call a non-invisible slashing on Sean Crowley with two minutes left, mm-hmm. and it changes the game. Yeah. So yes, I don't think the Wagner penalty where he punches him in the head in the neutral zone was mm-hmm. a smart penalty by any means. Mm-hmm. They've had some too many men on the ice. They've had a couple delay games. Those are black and white. You, you, those are getting called no matter what. But I do think the officiating has been frustrating at times because of 
the the inconsistency. Gotcha. They're just they're, they're not always calling the same thing for both teams, and that's at the same time as well. And that's what's frustrating. Uh, Nesson's Andrew Raycroft, former Bruin, on the phone. Let's go ahead, Kelly. Yeah. Well, Cassidy's point is that the Islanders are doing some of the stuff. They're not getting called for, for it because of their reputation. Now he's mentioned uh, the officials twice now, two consecutive games. Do you think that gets them? It's gonna is it gonna help the Bruins maybe get another call or two tonight, or could it hurt? It won't hurt. It never seems to hurt. However, this one was pretty blatant. Uh, this one was 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 a was a big loud one. So I'm not sure if the refs are going to mm-hmm. go out of their way to to give the Bruins any extra calls. But desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah. We're at that time. There's been a lot of gamesmanship in this series between the coaches and the organizations, and I'm sure there's a lot more of it backdoor too. This happens in hockey where. You have the GMs calling the league. I mean, everyone's on the phone this whole series mm-hmm. talking and trying to get an edge any way they can. And uh, that's, that's where the Bruins at. They need to find a way to win one game. And if they, they can get that because of one extra penalty call, then I guess it will be all worth it. So, obviously, uh, goaltending's got to be solid, right? Obviously, oh, yeah. got to stay out of the box. What else we got to do tonight to win? They're going to need a contribution. And I'm... I'm I think it will need to be offensively. I think they're going to need a goal from the third or fourth line. Mm-hmm. I think they need to chip in somewhere, somehow. If you look over the years, the Game 7s the Bruins have won, the, the, the elimination games they've won, they've had guys, Joachim Nordstrom, Sean Corrali. These guys have found a way to chip in offensively, mm-hmm. unexpectedly. So I'm looking for that third line especially, Charlie Coyle, that line to, to, to get a goal, get two goals. Mm-hmm. And really make a difference on the scoreboard and put the Bruins on top. Maybe Esposito could check one in. Yeah. You know, maybe Cashman, oh, yeah. something like that. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out. It could happen. Nice. Greg Shepard, maybe. Don Ari. Go, oh, ahead. Boy. Go ahead, Kelly. What mm, we got? Boy. Uh, well, uh, Brandon Carlo, Kevin Miller still out. Obviously, the defense, it's a big question for the Bruins. It is, and that's why that, that, that those forward lines, the, the best defense has to be offense in this game. And, and Greg Kelly, we already talked about it, but staying out of the box. Yeah. That's the best way to not worry about not having Miller and Carlo in your lineup because what they do best is penalty kill. So if you take that away and they play five on five, these Lozon, Clifton, these guys can move the puck. Tenorti's done a great job checking in. He really has been yeah. really good as that guy. So they can move the puck. Just stay out of the box, play five on five, let your forwards do all the work tonight. I'm telling you right now, uh, I feel good because uh, we got we got our we got our ass beat a little bit the other night. Just the fire they need in the engine to come back and win tonight and force a game seven. I'm telling you right now, that's my that's my. Telling, telling you, I love it. You know what I, I mean? You got to be positive. You got to be positive. I'm not giving up. All right. Uh, well, thanks, Razor. Appreciate it. Have a uh, have a great day, and we look. We'll have. Series ain't over. The series. We got, we'll, we'll be talking round three in a few days. You got it. All right, brother. All right. Thanks, Andrew. You, you got, got it. it. Take you care. Go. There you go. All right. The other night, when I was watching the beginning of the game, I I, I posted something about how there's nothing more exciting than NHL hockey. <laughs> Then we started getting. Then we were behind. We started getting pounded. I felt like taking. Oh, I like taking down. Oh, Just trying to be positive, you know. So, all right, it is uh, nine minutes in front of uh, eight o'clock. Who's the douchebag? Uh, is coming up, and I think when you ask that question. Most-